to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week we're talking about My Woman, the new record from Angel Olsen, which starts out like this. Maybe you know that it's been too long Gone through the motions as you sing your song Doesn't matter who you are So this is episode 51 of For the Record, and this is an exciting milestone because it's our first repeat artist. Angel Olsen's album, Burn Your Fire for No Witness, was actually our episode seven. So it's exciting to revisit this artist. That wasn't her first album, but it was certainly the one first one that broke big. And so this is sort of feels like a sophomore album. And I think it's exciting that it's her first time doing an album with as much scrutiny, I think, as she has and I think it's really interesting that she's someone with a very distinctive voice that's can be a little old fashioned. And I think in that for not first album, but that album two years ago. Yeah, she had two records out before Burn Your Fire for No Witness that were not a lot of people heard. And then that one was kind of her breakout record and it was very critically acclaimed. Yeah, but it's I think she was very much emphasizing if not completely stuck within very traditional song styles mm-hmm. and her song her voice is so strong but it's it has kind of an old-fashioned vibe to it that worked well with that so i think it's really interesting that this first song on this album is so a non-traditional in instrumentation it's just kind of synths and organ with no percussion at all and it's really kind of amorphous like it's very low t- slow tempo and even structurally like there's not any sort of verse chorus structure you can really get your hand on there it has a flow that works while you're listening to it but if you actually think about it it's like there's not anything to grab onto and i think it's an interesting choice for our first track yeah i think that was seems like it was intentional because her last record when we saw her perform at south by southwest that was when she first started to generate a lot of buzz this was i think in 2014 sounds right because yeah yeah and she was even performing with that old style of mic that's like the old radio, like 40s radio looking mic. And her makeup and her presentation are very kind of old 
like 40s, 60s, old fashioned looking and sounding. And her guitar is very retro sounding. And so I think this was definitely a statement of, okay, this is my follow up to my first big breakthrough record. And it's not going to be the same. And it's going to be very different. And all the synth. And this was also, by the way, the first single video that she released to the public. So this is the first that we heard of what her next venture was going to be. And the fact that it's just these kind of very synth heavy no guitar at all as you said no percussion it's she's making clear that i'm not gonna fall into step with what people are expecting from me and you know as much as you have in the past cautioned me against autobiography there is you know a lot of lyrical content i think seems pretty pertinent to someone putting out a you know a album under such scrutiny because that entire just that core notion of you know, I don't I don't care what the papers say, just an intern with a resume. This is like every time you put out a new album, it's a chance to reinvent yourself. And, you know, who cares that you have other albums? It's hey, this is this album is what it is. Don't you know, don't, don't rest. And she doesn't want to rest on her laurels. And this also has the line. I just want to be alive, make something real. And it's like I think she's also making a statement that I'm going to make something that is pertinent to how I feel and the kind of art that is interesting to me right now and I'm not just gonna try and be successful based on a formula that worked before yeah but if you found this a little bit kind of slow tempoed and amorphous and which I did I'm glad that for this next track she does really pick it up and get a little tighter it's called never be mine Never Be Mine is a little bit of retro, but in a different way. I felt like this felt so much like a 60s girl group sort of song, with especially with the dum da dum dum da dum and then the tambourines. Well, it's like t- tambourine and maybe like a bongo drum. Like yeah. it's a very funky percussion. Yeah, and the the standard drums also have a kind of like that... Like there, it felt very retro to me. Well, it's very tight. And then even like the chorus just being... You'll never be my end. It's such a like sweet da 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 girl group kind mm-hmm. of sentiment. But then I think this song almost spans the 60s because, you know, it starts off really tight and kind of retro. And then over the course of it, 
this song kind of will a it has this interesting i think we heard that the the choruses kind of trade off like there's two different choruses mm-hmm. there's the really simplistic chorus mm-hmm. and then there's the other chorus that's like he wants to know why i want to tell him and it's actually much more kind of rich so there's sort of the simplistic message and then a richer message and then instrumentally there start to be like more and more effects on the guitars to the point where it almost starts to sound like late Beatles where they had put sitar onto their mm-hmm. albums and you get these weird warbling and so it goes from like early 60s to late 60s over the course of just this one song it's mm-hmm. quite something and with the the heavily effects electric guitar with the kind of acoustic guitar that's strumming over the top of it i thought that was an interesting yeah you have like too. really and especially the the stereo separation you have like a really different guitar sound sort of left right mm-hmm. and middle mm-hmm. it's very they do rich. a lot of stereo effects this is a good record to listen to with headphones yeah, and a bad lesson for one to me to listen to on my headphones with just the right ear working. Why would you do that? Well, I'm on my bicycle for safety. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the the song, con- rather the album continues, I think, in a pr- kind of romantic vein. And this next song called Shut Up, Kiss Me. like having these two songs never be mine and shut up kiss me as a pair of -hmm. tracks on the album because Mm -hmm. i think it's they really complement each other i think they cover sort of similar territory uh thematically but i like how musically that uh, never be mine sort of started in one zone which was very retro and ended in a different retro zone and here it feels both old and new but it doesn't have that sort of obviously referential sound i think it's a mixture of like old sounds and new sounds all together it's very charming and also i just I like how it it also. <laughs> Sorry, our puppy is dreaming. Yeah. If you hear dream yeah, he, growling. Yeah, he's helping with the podcast. But yeah, the, and also I like the pivot from the sort of, oh, you'll never be mine, just feeling kind of hopeless. And this one is really more assertive. And I, I like that. Just shut up, kiss me. Yeah, and I like the fact that there is that kind of retro, quasi-retro instrumentation, like you mentioned, but then her voice is so kind of feral, and the way that she, it's very raw, and the way she kind of cracks it and when she says, I'm, you know, in, in some of it, and it, it, there's also kind of like a bratty style of diction that reminds me of Kathleen Hanna a lot, and it's just kind of this pouty, like, not angry but forceful yeah no there, there's there's some punk rock swagger yeah here. exactly 
Thank you. And yeah, to have that in. And then with the instrumentation that is sort of, I think, similarly, very kind of old school pop instrumentation, but with a lot more effects on it. Yeah. So we go from that to a, a very different style of song that's not retro at all, I would say. And it's called Not Gonna Kill You. faded out there that chorus that's or one of the multiple choruses that's I'll let the light shine in may the best of you win I love that because I think it's an intentional callback to the last song of burn your fire for for no witness which is called windows that starts with the lines won't you open a window sometime what's so wrong with the light yeah I I actually didn't catch that but that's really a, a lovely relation I am more inclined to see sort of the local relationship and I know there's I think these these songs we've been playing are, I think, touching on kind of similar themes. But the first one is like sort of romantic longing. And then the second one we played being Shut Up, Kiss Me. And then this one is just sort of embracing kind of raw animal sexuality, I think. Just this notion of like, I, I'm nothing else but the feeling. And sort of her voice just gets more and more unhinged. And there's this crazy echo on it. And then the instrumentation, which starts pretty tidy, gets more and more crazy and more and more effects on it as we ramp up and maybe this is sort of a through line on the album is a lot of these songs seem to have that where they start really clean and then ramp up but the fact that the these verses are just kind of so kind of feeling like you're stuck in a circle Mm -hmm. and again that sense of just like intense longing and then just these two choruses that just explode out this first one being just i'm nothing but the feeling and then this the title of the song not gonna kill you Mm -hmm. just like come on just come on Mm -hmm. and the urgency is so intense and the fact that she's able to get this to build up for so long and it keeps building and it keeps building is just very it's very intense listen yeah and i like the way that it starts out and it kind of builds by having the same cadence and the same 
sort of line, you know, the same tone and, and rhythm and melody. And then it you it's just when you can't really tolerate it anymore, then it switches gears into something else. And then it keeps building and repeating on that part. And then it switches gears into something else. And I, there's a real kind of tension and catharsis that comes through in the song. Yeah. And then I, I did, speaking of just things that remind me of other stuff that in that second course, as these effects go in and just how, you know, we were at first back in the sixties and then here I got some kind of nineties vibes. A lot, some of the guitar sounds, once all those effects went on were very garbage to me. Like just in that second the chorus, band garbage. The ba- yes, the band, <laughs> the good kind of garbage. Yeah, I actually thought it sounded like it could be a Nirvana song with the, the acoustic strumming at the beginning, which was a part that we didn't play. All right. Well, we had the one song that kind of spanned the sixties here. We are kind of spanning mm-hmm. the nineties mm-hmm. in a very good way. Yeah. And the songs continue, I think to get just increasingly epic over the rest of the album. That's certainly the case on this next track. It's called Heart Shaped Face. album here just really pulls the rug out from under us we had these series of songs about different kinds of desire expressed in such a heartfelt fashion and then we have this just really deliberate very very pretty song and it's just so pessimistic to me that just about people can't connect and you never know a true person you just have some idea in your head that may or may not what the person really is well i don't know i mean i i so i think we should say up front that first of all i think it's intended as an a-side and a b-side and that a lot of these lyrics are really abstract and it's hard to fix on what her intent is in writing them although i think this is one of the ones where it's more clear yeah i think this notion of yeah like was it me you were thinking of or was it someone else was it your mother was it your shelter or was it just someone who had a pretty face and that, I think yeah. I think it gets at a sort of very what could be a trite question that often comes up in relationships, which is, do you love me or do you love this idea of me that or this expectation that you've put onto me of who I represent to you? But I think she the way she phrases it is very novel and interesting. Yeah. And I, yeah, there's no easy answers here. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't think, it, you know, that. The other person here is not a villain. She's not a hero. She's just trying to tackle with these realities of life. And, you know, is that being a mature artist that she's not lashing out, but she's like, well, this is the reality of what's here. And 
but it's still just that it ends with heartache ends and begins again. Mm-hmm. Heartache ends and begins again. But the, and it's and this, so pretty, but it's so sad. And it also has some of the best lyrics, I think, on this record. This is my favorite song on the album. But one of the lines I really like is, the truth never really lives in the story of words we say. And then there's another line that's, uh, have whatever love you want to have, but I can't be here anymore. And that's just so great. Yeah, and it's, again, the pacing, I feel like the, the, the album has gotten increasingly energetic. And so, again, I like your description of it being sort of the start of the B-side, that we're sort of resetting everything, resetting what the album is about, resetting the tempo mm-hmm. in a really good way. And yeah, I think that these, this back half of the album is a lot more kind of contemplative and, and slow and sad. That's certainly the case on this next track. It's called Sister. This is a pretty long song and we hear we're hearing from towards the end of it where we approach this sort of outro where she just thinks all my life I thought I'd change. And the first listen, it was one of those moments of I hear a reference uh, intentional or not to another song and then I can't unhear it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, but just something about I think and you pointed out the bass line is exactly the bass line. So you said this sounded like a Fleetwood Mac cover and I said that's really weird because I hadn't heard that and then you I asked you which song you thought it was and it turned out it was Dreams. Yeah. And and then you claimed that was the only Fleetwood Mac song you had ever heard and so we had to go down a long (laughs) round hole of playing Fleetwood Mac Mac songs for you. Not exactly. It was just I'd forgotten how extensive their their uh, song catalog is, including the stuff in the eighties that I had no idea. Anyway. But, yeah. But, but the fact is that but, the baseline is identical, but then I think you hear a little of that. And then as she starts to think all my life, I thought I changed. There's something about her vocal tone and then even like the guitar lines and everything. It just it's very fits, Stevie it Nicks. fits into that. Yeah. Her voice is very Stevie Nicks and the bass is identical and the guitar sound to me sounds very consistent and it might even be in the same key. Like it just, it's, it's so much referencing that, but that I, I can't believe that it, it's unintentional. When you're listening for it and you listen to the beginning of dreams and it's that yeah. bass that goes, doon, do doon, doon, do doon. But I mean, it's also, they're so it's simple. The exact same, yeah. yeah. But it's, but I think that helps you kind of get ready. And then I think as the additional, like her voice sort of changes timbre and the guitars kind of come in and it, 
has I think the same chord progression, which is really just kind of the same dun dun dun. It's it's just these two chords back and forth, and it's beautiful. And you know, I think for this song and for that sort of message of all my life, I thought I'd change that it's she's trying to make sense of her place in the universe, and then it just ends with I thought I'd change seeking for catharsis but never getting it (laughs) and she sort of continues that theme of looking for who she is and what her life means and who she is as a person which is i think an appropriate area of exploration for someone her age there's the penultimate track and that's called woman penultimate track her voice she just pushes it so far and the song kind of just breaks open this is the one of the longest songs on the album in fact i noticed like yeah again your back half side a side b that although all the longest songs are in this back half and they really have room to breathe and here she just again it's that same sort of uh binary of desire and then here just sort of fundamental inability to connect that she's trying to connect to someone like i want you to understand me but i'm trying i want you to see it from my perspective and oh i'll try to see it from your perspective but we're both kind of we're both gonna fail and it's so sad but then the sound is so open and so epic and i almost psychedelic but not really i can't quite put my finger on it but it really just is such an amazing range of different sounds and the album is just very impressive that she was not sitting on her laurels and you know i thought that first track was all about like don't sit on your laurels and she followed through big time and we didn't even play the song where she takes this weird not wholly successful but at least interesting foray into being a jazz singer and Mm -hmm. it kind of works and it's crazy that this voice that's so distinctive and she doesn't change it but it still is able to work in all these different styles it's Mm -hmm. really impressive Mm -hmm. and then the song is or the entire album rather is cohesive even with all the styles Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think her very distinctive voice is what holds it all together and her perspective as far as her lyrics she 
speaks from a very singular point of view and it's very authentic and very real, which is what she said was her goal in the opening track. And, it, you know, it without being too specific, it's something that I think all young women can, or all women can identify with and talking about love and relationships and that sort of thing, but it's still very authentic and very unique to her. And so I, I'm really impressed that she decided to take this turn rather than I think she could have made another album that would have been very successful that was kind of jumping off from her from Bring Your Fire for No Witness and expanding on that retro folk sound and instead she decided to go in all these different directions and really show her range and really give us an idea of what she's capable of and And so very impressive yeah even the last track which we'll go out with is called pops and that even takes a very different turn and it's just her and a piano and it's very raw and so she even goes out on a very different note that leaves us wanting more wanting to see what's coming next absolutely so we've been discussing my woman by angel olsen and this has been for the record thanks for listening all those people, they don't see me Baby, don't leave, please believe me Couldn't love them if I tried to No one understands me like you I'm not playing anymore I'm not playing anymore Just to-